Well, it's Father's Day. A good father apparently is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed and unappreciated heroes in all humanity. So let's give it up for the fathers this morning. All the dads in the house, it's not easy. One time a little boy was asked to define Father's Day and he said, just like, uh, it's just like Mother's Day, this little boy said. It's just like Mother's Day, only you don't spend as much on the present. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Dad's favorite sayings um, go like this. Go ask your mother. <laughs> Another one. Just wait till I get home. Another one. When I was your age... And uh, I used to walk to school in the snow. Another one, I'm busy right now. Uh, that's unfortunate. I want to talk about um, one of my heroes as a father and um, great example of a godly father uh, is, is Joshua. And uh, I want to talk about him. And I'm not going to be too long this morning. So, But I, I want to, as I, I was sort of, studying this or getting this message together really start to stir some things in me about fatherhood and Phil uh, again as you were just you know in your great deliberation there of explaining what, what it meant again it's about a father who's very intentional with his love towards his son I want to be uh, a little bit mindful this morning because we don't live in a perfect world. Uh, we live in a world where a lot of us are fatherless. Uh, I grew up with a great father in, in, in some dimensions, uh, but certainly spiritually, um, my dad wasn't there. He wasn't able to, um, you know, nurture me and, um, and train me up in the Lord, certainly not. But he did a lot of great stuff and, uh, and, and provided a, a, a home for me and uh, food on the table. And certainly I've got to thank my dad for that. Uh, who, can say th who can thank their dad for being a provider? And, uh, you know, because it's not easy being a provider. I think it's one of the great responsibilities of a man to be a provider. That's why it's so debilitating not having a job. Um, it, it crushes a man's soul, literally, because it's... It's one of the deep purposes in his heart is to provide. And, uh, and when he can't do that, uh, it, it's a sad day for him. And, and of course, he is emotionally uh, banged up because of that. And it's a great day when you can be a provider and bring money home. I was the overtime king, they called me. I would do literally every piece of overtime that this workplace would give me because I just thought, wow, I can be more of a provider and uh, Lord had to really deal with me on that because I became a little bit of a workaholic, working 12-hour uh, days, five days a week, eight hours on a Saturday. And of course, I missed out on a lot of my family because I did that, because I felt like I was, um, you know, I guess just blessed and I was appeasing this, this spirit in me that wanted to be a provider. And uh, I think I built my own home in, in, in another sense to do that too because I felt building this home for my family was again this innate desire to provide shelter. It's a bit like the Phil, the hunting, going out for days, hunting and bringing back, you know, the, the spoils of, of, the, of the battle and uh, of, of, of the 
a hunting ground and uh, bringing that back and laying a big carcass down on the table so Julie can get stuck into it and cut it all up and the man can, you know, kick back and, uh, you know, have a drink and... Uh, yeah, but uh, th- there's that stuff in us men. Who is like that? Although that's been really challenged in this modern day with, uh, you know, young people drinking lattes and uh, using hairbrushes, hair wands, and uh, and uh, getting that hair right. And, uh, and that's all good. I like that too. So I, I, like, I, like, I like grooming too, to be honest. I use a little bit of makeup now and then. And, uh, you know, a bit of, bit of, bit of not makeup, but, you know, bit of cream to, you know, they used to do that in Bible times. They used to rub olive oil before the warriors would go out, rub down their bodies with olive oil. You know, go out and so that, you know, the enemy would slide off their bodies. I think, you know, I don't know. <laughs> You'd like to see that, would you? Yeah, yeah. Julie was reading one of these great biblical um, fiction uh, books and she says, why, why can't you be like this guy? You know, there's this warrior in this story, you know. Why can't you, you know. I said, well, hang on, look, check this out, come on. I said, no, this guy, man, you know, her imagination was just going wild. So I had to, I had to ban these sort of books uh, from, this is just. I love the story of Joshua, and, and isn't it? Funny that uh, Joshua, yeah, anyway. Joshua means salvation, servant of Jehovah, uh, meaning God issued him orders and he accomplished his purposes. Uh, it was, you know, we could say that Joshua was God's prime minister. Uh, is that why we call Ollie God the, the prime minister? Because he's just there waiting to do anything that, you know, the house asks him to do, leadership asks him to do. He's the prime minister. Joshua became the prime minister, the key guy that got the job done. Do you know what I mean? And there was a job to be done. Moses had led uh, God's people out of bondage. Moses had led them out across the Red Sea and, and, and lots of wandering, 40 years, 40 years, 40 years. Joshua's just right there all the time. He's with Moses all the time. He's there at the prayer tent. He runs around for Moses. He gets his you know, uh, water and, and, he, and he makes sure that he's protected. And uh, he's, Joshua is just ends up being, but he's a warrior, he's a real man's man, he ends up being captain of the army, you know what I'm saying? And, and Moses is just this spiritual giant, you know, he's just one, one step from God, he's hearing God all the time, and, uh, but he's in a dilemma, he's wandered for a year, 40 years, and then he gets to this point right here on the edge of the promised land, and then, of course, Moses died. So I wonder if I can have that scripture in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. I think I've got to give some background through scripture. Joshua, uh, the book here. Now, and just verse 1. Yeah, I need, I need, sorry, I'll go back to that one, but I need Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, because I'm bringing the people now. And now I've just unstuck myself from my notes. So this could be good. Is that good? Yeah. Because Moses is a great guy. He, he, I mean, he, Moses rep- represents the law, the law. Joshua represents Jesus. And, and, and now we've got Jesus. He was salvation to us now. But Joshua was salvation to these people that were camped because Moses had got all these guys in expectancy. There's a promised land. God's told me. Genesis uh, chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Leave your, leave your, your, your parents' household. Leave, your, leave all those idols and, and, and go out 
and live by faith and, and, and you will become, you will be blessed to be a blessing. Do you know what I'm saying? Verse 1 and 3. And then, of course, we get to Joshua. Deuteronomy has all this expectancy of God saying by his promises, you're going you're gonna to have your own land. It's going to be a promised land. You know, you're going to build cities of refuge where, where people can come and be blessed and, and families can be raised. And that's going to all... Be, so these people have got high... Who's got expectancy for more promises of God, by the way? Who's a bit like that? So this is like Moses. This is like the preacher. Week in, week in, out, just geeing you up. God's going to bless you. God's going to... Yeah, God. And we're going, yeah, this is great, man. Wow, what a great sermon. Wow. This is going to be fantastic, you know. But here comes a situation. And it's verse 1 again. Thanks. We think that Moses is going to take us into this situation. We think that Pastor Phil's going to take us into this situation. We think Gilladel's going to take us into this situation. We think that, but there's a generation coming. And this is the generation that I believe in, the Joshua generation. We're going to do as much as we can, but there's a, John, a Joshua generation arising all over the planet. And here it is. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said, I love this when God speaks. You know, all through this book, God speaks. The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid. Yes, and the next one. We'll just read this through a little bit. Moses, my servant, is dead. And... and and you can see Joshua, his head is hung low. He is despondent because his, his counselor, his wise father, has gone. Some of us have had that in our own life where our father wasn't there for us. We had this... Uh, we had this situation of fatherlessness on the planet in a physical way, in a physical way, but a spiritual way too. It even happens in the church. And so what the church tries to do, it tries to, it tries to create leadership that resembles the father heart of God, fathers that can stand out of, a, of, of the front of the people of God and, and be a role model and with real faith and declare to the young sons in the house, this is the way to go. And so we have Joshua, his head is down. I'm sure when I was young, when I knew my dad wasn't going to be there for the next phase of life, especially when I was a teenager, I knew my dad wasn't going to help me navigate the 70s. Trust me. I just said, no, dad's not going to get me through this. So I'm looking, I'm looking, and I'm looking to the older guys around my life, the guys two, three years, a little bit older maybe, and I'm looking to them as role models. I'm looking for a father figure. Who's looking for a father figure? Young, young men, men in the house, still men my age, 50 years of age, are still looking for father figures, believe it or not, still looking for a pat on the back, still looking for words of affirmation, still looking for wise counsel. What do I do in this situation? And this is Joshua. He's here. Moses has died. And he's left with this nation, this nation of Israel. And they're all camped on the edge of the Jordan, all in their tents. We had to pull the tent down this morning. Drove up. 
the tent, it's leaning that way. Six poles have just been dislodged. And, uh, and sort of, Frank turned up at the same time. Great, Caleb. Frank, I called Frank Caleb. And so we pulled it down because look at this weather. But these guys, all these tents, and they're living in anxiousness. They're living, is it real? Is this all possible? And, and you, can, you can feel the tension in the camp. All this expectancy that Moses G'd them up with. But here's J- Joshua now. And, and he's in a dilemma. He wants, he knows he's been trained up all these years. He's no, he knows that there's a calling on his life. Young men, give me a show of hands if you feel like there's a calling in your life that's beyond the normalcy of life. Just, 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 just beyond the normalcy. Just beyond, you know, just beyond the norm. Just put up your hand just quickly. Just be brave. If you really feel like something deep down. Just, I, I just need to, sh- I need to show you. Deep down, you're born for more. You're born for a purpose. You're born for a plan. Yeah, yeah. You're just born even more. You're on fire for God. You love God. But there's even more. Joshua knew that. Let's read on. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River. Get ready. Get ready to cross the Jordan River. Get ready. People, get ready. There's a train come. Get ready. This is, in, this, this is God saying... Joshua, get ready. Now, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them. This is the promised land to the Israelites. And again, more. I will give you every place where you set your foot. That's, that's authority right there. Men have authority. Every place you set your foot, man. I'm speaking to the men in the house. Young men too. Every place you set your foot, there's authority in that, in that place. There's authority in you stamping your foot and saying, enough's enough. Sickness goes, enough's enough. Chaos goes, enough's enough. Bring order. You have authority to stand in a situation and bring order. Is that cool to say? Men are not wimps. Men have inbuilt authority. When they turn up and when dad gets home, he's going to set things in order. Do you know what I'm saying? That's how it should be anyway. A lot of times it's mum setting it. Anyway, as I promised Moses, continue. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. This is a vast land, huge, vast land. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, as I was with Moses, so, so I will be with you. As I was with Moses, as my presence was with Moses, I'm going to be with you, Joshua. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Joshua, I'm with you, buddy. What God's got, what God wants you to do, I'm going to be with you for that. All right? Let's continue on. Let's see what we... Oh, be strong and courageous. Ah, so we got Joshua feeling a bit disheartened. He's lost his father and he's thinking, my God, you know, my... You know, how am I going to, he's feeling a bit despondent, a bit sad, but now all of a sudden, God the Father, God the Father is saying, cheer up, Joshua. I'm going to be like with you as I was with Moses. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. He's going to take God's people into the promised land. Moses got them out. Mum brings us out into the world. But it's dad who takes the kids in, who takes the children of God in. It's dad that's supposed to take 
the, the, the family into this promised land. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right, to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. You follow the word of God, guys, and you will be successful. Hear God, obey God, and you will be successful. Yes, continue on. Did I read that one? Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and be successful. Love this stuff. Have I not commanded you? Again, he says it. Be strong, Joshua, and courageous, Joshua. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Okay, let's pull up there. Joshua is going to lead people through this. How's he going to do it? He's just, they've been following this cloud for a long time, but now it's different. They have an ark. The ark represents, this ark represents the presence of God. Jesus said, go, follow me. It's the same deal now. Jesus wants us to follow him. Jesus wants to, he says, I'm going to be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. He's still saying that. And so, They've got to move through the Jordan River. Get this. That's totally swelled up. Totally flood. There's Jericho, walled up cities, promised land. Jericho is not a, far away. And they think that there's no way these people can cross this river. But Joshua says, get ready, consecrate yourself. For tomorrow God's going to do mighty exploits. Consecrate yourself. We're going through. How are we going to go through? So Moses, uh, Joshua says to the, the priest, get the ark. I don't know how God's going to do this. It's like, it's like the, the, the man with a withered arm. And, and, and he's got a withered arm. But Jesus says to him, stretch forth your arm. Huh, hang on, no, my arm's withered. Now stretch forth your arm. And as he began to move and stretch forth his arm, as he began by faith to abide and heed the words of Jesus, the arm moved and he stretched it forth. Now, Jesus, God says to Joshua, you're going to cross the river. How are we going to do that? It's totally, it's, it's like this, but rain. It's, it's like this weather now, but it's just, the river's flooded. And so the, the priests, the presence of God, ark, they step one foot into the river and then the river begins to dry up. Guess where the river dried up? At a town called Adam. At a town called Adam. And prophetic people love this because it means that all the curses that flow from Adam, the original sin, all the curses that were stopping them going into the promised land were cut short, were stopped. The water, the flood water stopped. Do you get that? at the town of Adam. Isn't God brilliantly how he does this? Could have stopped it somewhere else. But no, he stops the Jordan River. So the ground, so the, now the river is stopped and the, the ground of the river becomes dry. And all the curses that stop the Israelites, I mean, the, the flood water that stopped the Israelites going in to the promised land is like all the curses that stop us going into the promised land. Do you get that? And so, through they go, through the Jordan, over to the other side. And it's a great story. 
of following the presence of God. I love it. The next great um, victory is Jericho. And, and there's this great scripture, because you've not been this way before, men. I mean, being a father is hard. And I have sympathy on fathers who, I guess, that have um, not been quite successful in traversing the landscape and the terrain of being a father. Because, guys, this is a war. To be a father on this planet and to follow God's will and follow God's leading is an absolute war. It's the same war that Joshua had on his hands to overcome the promised land. Fatherhood is such... It's so fraught, I think, with potential danger and, and uh, I guess you could say, defeat in many ways. And I think, guys, we need to sympathize and forgive those fathers who have stumbled. Do you know what I'm saying? And this is some of the deeper stuff. I don't even want to go there. But I'd like to preach a sermon that says, you know, fathers are awesome and all our fathers were awesome. And, but our, we don't live in that world. We live in a world where a lot of our fathers got fatally wounded and, 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 and they, they come unstuck. And, and because bringing up a family is, is a huge task. But I know this, if God is for you and will ne- not forsake you, Andrew, in your duty in fatherhood and raising up your family, so at the end of the day you can say, as for me and my house... Because, you know, Joshua at the end of his day stood up in 24. Let's go to there. Chapter 24, I'm done, am I? I'd love to really crunch this, uh, this thing, but we got Jericho. He says, how am I going to take Jericho? How am I going to take Jericho? And God gives him an idea. March around it once for six days. And on the seventh day, with the trumpets, the priests and the ark, just walk around this mountain of impossibility. Just walk around this, this walled city, impenetrable, impenetrable. God, you sure this is right? Just walk around this once, right? All right? Once every day for six days, right? And, and with our trumpets, with the ark, with the priests and with the mighty men and Joshua leading. Imagine doing this. Imagine taking on problems in your life like this, Daniel. And this, because this is what you have to do as a father. You have to take on problems spiritually. You can't, you can't do it like in the old days. You can't get your bow and arrow out and, and your spears and, and your, and your guns. You know, you, you, we don't do that. That was the Old Testament. You know, now we, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers. And, uh, you know what, you know what I mean? It's all about prayer and being spiritual. And on the seventh day, seven times, walk around those walls of Jericho and shout, with a trumpet blast and the walls literally came down and archaeologists tell us the walls were impregnated into the soil of the earth, totally pushed down into the ground. That's the God we serve. The God of impossibilities. The God that that makes this stuff happen. And so Joshua is taken on the southern kingdom with campaigns of war. He takes on the northern kingdom. He takes that out. And, 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 and then, he, then he takes out the central area. He takes out all the high grounds, the cities. He takes that out. But he gets to a place of about 99 years of age and he calls these guys together. And he says, guys, 
Look, I've done as much as this takes 25 years. See, nothing comes short time, Andrew. You know, a, a salt festival doesn't have a thousand people overnight. Joshua stands 25 years after fighting, fighting, fighting. What for? For the inheritance for his children, for his sons. You know, he's fighting, fighting, fighting here, north, fighting south. Did I get that right? Yeah, north, south. He's fighting here. He's taken out all these guys, all these kings. You can read them. Kings, 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 kings. He's taken out all these guys. He's a mighty man. I love this. This is my spiritual hero. He's a father of the faith. He's got a family, but he's at the head of the whole nation. And I love this guy. And so it's a bit like this. He gets to about 99 years of age and he stands up in front of all the people and he says, I've done as much as I can, but I've got to start doling out some of this promised land. I've got to give some to the Vicar tribe. I've got to give some to the David tribe. I've got to give some to the Phil Cairns tribe. I've got to give some to the Luke. And so he starts to dole that out. And then Caleb stands up. Where's uh, uh, Frank? Come out here, buddy. My time is gone. Frank, he's got... Joshua has this guy called Caleb around his life because there were 12 spies sent out to the promised land. And, and you know what? You know what? Out of 12 spies that spied out the promised land, two came back. Two came back. Joshua, let's say I'm Joshua, and Caleb came back and said, man, it's cool. Man, there's giants there. The Bible says that, and they, and they live in big beds. I like that. And they live in big beds. I mean, the beds are about nine foot long. And, but, but we, and they, were, they brought the minority report back. Sometimes you've got to stand for the minority report, young people, and say, look, I know about all these 10 other spies, what they're talking about, you know, but, but as, as for me and my partner, we reckon it can be taken. The promised land can be taken. Yep. So Caleb, this guy Caleb, has been with Joshua all this time also, 25 years. Not only 40 years in the wilderness, but 25 years now, taken on the promised land and then then Caleb stands up he's another father you can follow another father you can follow this guy here man is just like Caleb do you know what I'm saying Caleb stands up and says man I you know I'm 85 years of age I'm 85 years of age and and, and Joshua I hear what you're saying you're a little bit older than me but man I, I wouldn't mind some of that land I want the I want the high ground man so at 85 years of age as Joshua is spreading this vision of conquest and occupation, conquest and occupation, that's what the church is doing, by the way, uh, conquest and occupation, bringing the kingdom of God to pass throughout our land. Caleb says, man, I'm 85, but I've still got a lot in me, man. I can, uh, how about you, jo- Joshua, you know me. How about you give me, jo- Caleb says, how about you give me the high ground and those walled cities? I know there's enemy there, but I can take it on. I want, to, I want to take on the walled cities and create more refuges, cities of refuge. Say that, city of refuge. That's what church is, city of refuge. And so Joshua, he's more than generous. He says, take it, take it. And apparently Caleb was so, had such a disposition of happiness because he'd been through so much. He'd been, he had overcome so much that he had such a disposition of happiness he was just happy to go scaling up that mountain again, overtake the enemy and, and take it and, and build another city of refuge. And that's exactly what like Frank has done, is helping us build this city of refuge. Don't you think? He's like a Caleb. We need to honor him. We need to honor Tim Phillips. We need to honor Frank. We need to honor Phil Cairns, who are the pioneering people that have been with Joshua, Pastor Phil, for these past 14 years and built this city of refuge. We need to honor these men and men like that. Awesome. Thanks, Frank. 
Caleb. Caleb. And I love what the scripture says. I have wholeheartedly served the Lord. That's what Caleb says. There's a scripture there. He says, I have wholeheartedly. Who can say that? I have wholeheartedly. Because he tells his story. Four of my buddies, we went up, we overcome. But me, I, I have served the Lord. I have worshipped the Lord. But we get to this place. Joshua 24, done. Joshua's old of age. Calls his leaders together. This is Joshua's farewell. Joshua 24. You got that, guys? Yep. Now fear the Lord. And, and, and this is Joshua. Imagine this. He, he's, he's about, he's about, help me. I think he's about near 110 years age, of age now. And he knows he's got not long to go. And he stands up in front of people like you, young men, families, older men. And he stands up. As, as, uh, to, to, to make his last will and testament, testament. And he says this, Now fear the Lord and serve Him with all faithfulness. Throw away the God of your fathers, your fathers' worship beyond the river and Egypt and serve the Lord. Continue. Does, this, does that go on? Yeah. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day who, whom you'll serve. So he's laying the gauntlet down again, Luke. As his last, his last thrust, his last message of leadership, he's saying to the men, especially the men, he's saying to the men, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you'll serve. Whether the gods your father served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites and, who, and whose land you are living. But, and then he says this, and this is the classic statement. Then he says, imagine this, 110 years of age. Imagine what you'd look like at 110. Although my dad's 85, he looks pretty good. I mean, Joan, is she in the house today? 91. She looks amazing. Man, 91. And she's got, she's got zeal, she's got zest, vitality of life. She's got hope, love. You look at her and she's gleam. 90, 91. My God. And so now Joshua stands out and he says to these guys, but as for me and my house, as for me and my children, as for me and my wife, as for me and C3 Tugra, as for me and C3 Tugra, we serve the Lord. We serve the Lord. <laughs> and, can, and does it go on? Does it go on from there? And so, whoa, okay. Then the people answered, then the people answered all together now, far be it from us to forsake the Lord, to serve other gods. Continue. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our fathers up out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us our entire journey and among all the nations through which we travel. Continue. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We, and then this is it. And then the people say, we, now you've got to do it with some attitude, guys. Help me. You've got to get your finger like this. And you've got you to stand up. Because uh, pretend I'm Joshua. I'm the father of faith here. I've got my family through. I've got the people through. But I haven't got much time left. 
I'm, I'm invoking a challenge to the people of God and the young men in this house that you need to make a public confession for Christ. You need to make a public confession for the church and you need to stand up. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Guys, you need to make a public confession. When you make a public confession, it's then when you can walk out this humongous life called the born again, spirit filled life, taken on, taken on the enemy, possessing the land and giving that land to, to the next generation. Who's in that for? Who's in that with me? Who's in that? Now, I need that scripture back up. I haven't finished, man. Just because this is the last part. This is the response of the people. They say this, all together with me, we too will serve the Lord because He is our God. I want, to say, I, want, I want the pointing finger. I want you to do it again with a pointing finger. I want you to point to heaven like this and say, and, and point to me if you like, but say this, we too will serve the Lord because He is our God. Say it again and say it again. We too will serve the Lord because He is our God. And the saints say, When Joshua said that, people believed in Him because He had a solidarity in His spirit, in His family. Remember, He said, As for me and my family, if I was just out here by myself, as for me, but who are you? No, man. As for me and all my four girls, my son-in-law, my granddaughter, our leaders in our church, our volunteers in our church, our ministry in our church, our people in our church, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. We will serve this house. We will serve the kingdom. We will serve God because that's what we're born for. That's what we're born to do. We're, and I want to say to you as a father this morning, we will serve the Lord. Father, I just pray right now. Now I want, want you to do this with me. We forgive our fathers. We forgive them, Lord. They brought us as far as they could. Moses, even Moses could only bring God's people so far. My father brought me so far. But I have, I have esteem for my father, high regard for my father. But I appreciate my father in the war, the war of taking on parenthood and of going away that he knew not. Because the Bible says to Joshua, you don't know it this way. You've never been this way before. That's why we got to follow the presence of God. That's why we got to follow the ark, which is symbolic of the presence of God. We've got to follow Jesus, guys. We've got to follow Jesus. We'll get through. We'll get through. We'll get through. We can do it. So, Father, this morning, we thank you. Thank you, Father, for all the fathers in the house. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you in that farewell speech, in what you said and the challenge that you put out.
the side side. Let's all sing. Let's just sing. Let's